Now, you know, when you move to L.A., you meet a lot of people. And some of the people, there's two different categories. There's some people that they say they'll do something. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. And either they do it, but they just are horrible to be around, or they're all talk. You, you, you meet a lot of schmucks in Los Angeles. Now, the guy on the show today, I mention him almost every week now. He is a rarity in the sense that, one, he's decent to be around, and two, he's not just all talk. A lot of these pricks in Los Angeles, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm writing a script, oh, I'm, I'm doing that, and they don't do dick. Oh, I, I really want to be a comedian, but they don't do dick, you know? Or they're doing those things, and honestly, you just can't fucking stand them, you know? But this guy, he's a friend of mine, he's a friend of ours. He um, is a comedian, a podcaster, a movie savant, a little autistic, um, <laughs> but lovable. And the kindest thing he's done for me was, one, when I was on the kind of the, the, the precipice, if you will, of whether or not I should write a script because it's a fucking daunting task. He was like, dude, just do it, you know? So I did, and he read the script, and he met me at a bar. Like we were cheating on our wives. <laughs> he had a script under his arm with a ton of notes. And for more or less, over a couple of cocktails, he said, you got something here, but it's kind of dog shit. And you got to do a lot of work. And again, another thing you don't find in L.A., people who are just honest. Okay? Because blowing smoke up your ass is only good if you're a fucking fireplace. But people out here, if they're <laughs> honest and you actually can get better from their things, it's helpful. Right? So he gives me this feedback. I do a huge reworking of the script. I finish it. I give it to him. And he's like, this is a script. And because of that, I was able to pass it off to another friend who works at a huge production company that is going to pitch it to his boss that if Luke had just told me the script was great, killer job, I don't know if that would have happened. Now, with this writer's strike going on, I don't think anything will ever be solved. And I'll just be working jerk-off jobs for the rest of my life. And so you're going to find me hanging in my closet next to my fucking express slim-fit suit of 42 European. But hopefully, that's not the case. And this script actually gets sold. And welcome to the podcast, folks. Just, this is Just Count to Ten. I am your host, Vinny Falcone. And this is the Anger Management Podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. And today... Joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, I've mentioned him a, bu a bunch, Uncle Luke 2 on, on uh, Instagram, and the owner, proprietor, and host of Live from the 405 Podcast, I Will Stop Stuttering, Muttering Like a Muddle and Prick. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm Just Count to 10 welcome to Luke Allen. Thank you so much. I hope people are actually clapping out there. I, can, well, I, heard, I, could, I actually heard a couple people. I have headphones on, and Vinny does not, so my, my, my hearing is more keen. Yeah, it's um. You know your script is not that bad if I give a lot of notes. If I read it and give notes, um, if it's a piece of shit, I'll just lie. Um, I just recently had that happen with someone gave me a script and was very critical of my notes and got very defensive. It needed a lot of work, <laughs> and I, I as politely as, I mean, I'm not like I'm not like this is fucking bullshit. Well, I did with you a little bit just because like we have like East Coast ball bus, but yeah. This guy didn't take to that so much, and it was, I'm like, okay, from now on, whenever you give me anything, I'm going to say it's great. It's great. From now on, it's just, because, like, it's a, it's a friend, but I'm like, it's like, uh, in Goodfellas, with the, 
all right, with the, with the Jimmy Conway with the cigarette. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, from now on, all your scripts are fine. It's fine. Well, I think when people do that, there's two types of people. I think there's there's one person who gives you a script to seriously get feedback because they want it to be better and they trust your judgment. Yeah. And then the other people just want to get themselves jerked off. They want to give you a script <clears throat> just for you to be like, oh, Mike, yeah. how did you come up with this? This is amazing. Yeah. They just want you to just like, you know, bl- you know yeah. fucking tell them they're amazing. But I, I also do love bad scripts. I fucking <laughs> love them. The, the worse, the better. There is nothing fucking more entertaining to me. It's my favorite goddamn thing in the world. The grammar, everything, the structure. They just have no, <laughs> there's no, there's no arcs. There's no fucking like one, two, three, at nothing. Well, they're never that long. They're usually 30, 30 pages. But yeah, I fucking love that. I've said forever, I, I would love to, anyone I've ever told this idea, they said it's a good idea. I want to make a show where we make, uh, you take a bad script and then you film it as is. And you actually film the script, and then you have like this, the notes on the side of the screen. Sometimes, like it'll show, like this is the actual dialogue. It'll have little directions on the screen and shit. And circle the. That'd be fucking so fun. Well, I sent you a good one. Like, yeah, I sent you a good one uh, oh, last yeah, week. That yeah, was awesome. That they're so bizarre. It's like, how can you? Like when I, the first thing I the first I wrote my first, I'm not like trying to like brag because it was shit, but I wrote my first feature when I was 19, and I had no idea what I was doing. It was just like going all over, but I was just like writing random scenes, and I'm like. This is a fucking. This has to have some kind of structure. So I read one screenwriting book and it completely fucking straightened me out and like fucking changed my life. That was one of the most important books I ever read. Yeah, I read. uh, I read two two books. And again, it's not like my things have been amazing. Yeah. But it's just like, just you know, first off, invest in the software. Yeah. So it's so it's formatted correctly. That's the first thing. Because again, visually, if it doesn't look professional, yeah, automatically, you're just not gonna fucking want to read it. The pile of chips stacked against you for anyone to like want anything to do with your script is already even if it's in perfect shape it's already like gargantuan but like if it's not formatted right and it's not what they want it's even it's double that like you have fucking no shot in hell they're just gonna throw it away in two seconds yeah so so <clears throat> oh yeah and and and, and, and talkers and not doers it's oh yeah yeah most of right. my friends are my friends because they're 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 doers like, like me like i can't stand fucking people there's so many this whole it, it's pretty much run this whole city like runs on people like that. They come out here with all these fucking ideas, and they go, "Oh, that's gonna cost money and to take work." <laughs> I'm fucking doing that. I, I want to wake up tomorrow and be famous. Like, no, no, you have to, you have to fucking work for it. It's not. There's so many goddamn people like that. Well, like the guy that uh, I won't say how you know him because I might give it away. But there's a oh, certain someone. Yeah, my roommate. No, no, no. The, oh, the oh, guy, oh. the guy you uh, you work with, who's like, "Hey, I have this idea for a script." Oh yeah. And you know, if you if you you know did it, you know, yeah. you write it, and then you know, I'll give you, you know a cut sucks? of what it's. He's getting that to fucking everybody too. He's really? he's got another one where it's just like he will not write it, but the amount of fucking people now that he's like connected to through like f- for reasons, like uh, Kevin Dillon, he, he gave it to him the other day, or Kevin really, Dillon like this. yeah, yeah. And now he's like friends with Kevin Dillon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I'm like motherfucker, like this this fuck this guy, like he he doesn't. Whatever it, it, it's it's annoying. I mean, like he's using his connections and he's and he's like hustling, but it's annoying because he's not a writer. He doesn't yeah. really give a shit about movies. He's not like a passionate like fucking screenwriter. He doesn't even go like he doesn't even really watch it. He watches like dick joke movies and shit, like fucking <laughs> t- t- you know Adam Sandler movies and stuff. So it's like it, it's kind of annoying, but yeah, yeah. So I I basically I wouldn't say I. St- stole your show's idea, but it was a, it, definitely a big uh, influence. 
So show so Luke's show, like I mentioned a bunch of time, live from the four oh five podcast, is basically it started off with you driving in traffic. Yeah. And then being like, Well shit, I'm already here, let's fucking make this productive. And then you just complain about everything in your life. Personal life, love life, movies, things you did, Chipotle, ketchup packets, yeah. anything. It's an opinion show. But yeah. Most of the time it's a negative opinion. Yeah, exactly. Just like mine. <laughs> where, you know, I these sick fucks who are listening now, they they tune in. Because, you know, something's, you know, wrong with them. And they're like, hey, this guy gets me. Yeah. Um, so. But that's what makes Corolla so great. Because sometimes it's, it's fun to listen to other people complain. Because when you're on, the, when you agree with them, it's so fucking refreshing to know at least yeah. somebody else out there thinks this shit. I think it's like, we have like an eyedropper of that compared to like how good he is at it, at being so funny at it and mm-hmm. quick and shit. But it's still like, there's something cathartic in that. And knowing that you're not alone in the wilderness of like some annoying thing of a fucking men's public restroom. The people yeah. go, fuck yeah, that happens to me too. And it's like, I think we're there for them. Well, yeah. Then we I, undersell ourselves sometimes. I have people like reach out to me on Instagram sometimes. Like, dude, that episode about X, Y, and Z, you yeah, fucking, I dude, I, too. that I fucking that. pisses me off so much. <laughs> you're like, oh, good, good. Yeah. I'm also not alone. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. But you, you in particular, so I complain a lot. And, and just so, actually, I don't think I've gotten into this yet. Yeah, I haven't. So basically, folks, we're doing... Two guests in the month of August because I'm going to be out of town for two weeks for training. And you know what? Guess what? Old Vince is getting better about backlogging some episodes and putting content out every week, even when I'm not doing it. Because, uh, you know, I appreciate all your, your listens. And uh, just so I don't leave you hanging on a week when you're driving home and instead of punching the steering wheel, you turn on my dumb fucking voice and it saves you. I want to make sure you have content. So we're doing uh, Luke this week. And then uh, in two weeks, we'll do another special guest that I haven't decided on yet. But it'll be very special. Or there'll actually be, you know, literally. It's August 1st. This is our episode today. So by the time you hear this, it will have been August 1st. Uh, th- I think this episode is going to come out in next the following Friday. Okay. Yeah, the 11th. Well, just so people have a time reference in case... Oh, yeah. Nuclear war breaks out or That's something. That's true. Yeah, and fucking Putin takes over. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, I always bitch about things that are going on in my life. Yeah. You recently, the last, <laughs> what, two months? Really the last, really July. July. Start, June was like the appetizer, but July is yeah. when the main fucking course Yeah, hit. June was like, sir, would you like some bread and olive oil? You're like, yeah, sure, why not? And all yeah. of a sudden, you're fucking knee deep in a five-course meal, and you're getting yes. fucked. Yeah. So, so what, what, what was the, uh, the start of this? The inciting incident yes. for you other screenwriters. Um, the writer's strike is what started it. I'm, I'm industry adjacent, but it's, a, it's affecting my job. So I've taken, well, now two pay cuts. The, 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 the next one is a layoff. So I, I hope it's <laughs> not, uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. But I've lost a substantial amount of my pay. So in those parameters, I'm going, well, I, I got to hang on to every, fu- I got like, a little chunk of money saved up, but it'll go fucking quick if there's any kind of calamity. So I'm like, and I'm so terrified of just being broke again. Like I've been, I've been under almost 20 years. And now when you when you say calamities, what, what do you mean? Oh, just something going wrong. It's gonna cost me a bunch of my own money. Oh, okay. Like, so okay. I'm just being, I'm, I'm trying not to spend too much. Just no unnecessary money on fucking anything. I was, gonna, I, I was gonna travel this summer, go go back east, see like family. I was like, I can't, I can't do any of it. I can't do shit. I couldn't even send my fucking dad nothing for his birthday. I felt terrible. I sent my nephew fucking twenty bucks. I know you know you never got a fucking thank you from my brother. That fucking prick. I sent my son <laughs> twenty dollars. But um, yeah, I'm like, no, I cannot lose this money. I can't spend any a fucking dollar that I don't have. So let's hope nothing happens. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine, right? That and, was like and end then, of June. Yeah. So the first thing that happened was I have two vehicles. I have a Harley Davidson, twenty twenty. Softail, black, beautiful. It kind of it reminds me of Arnold's bike in T2. That's why I bought it. 
And while me and Vince here were just a little down the road at Residuals Bar, uh, somebody, a fat Asian on one of those (laughs) e-bikes, hit my motorcycle that was parked on Ventura Boulevard and knocked it over. Did come back and pick it up for me, though. He picked the bike up off the ground. He didn't just leave it there. Um, And completely fucked it up. Would not start. Had to get it towed. I take it to the fucking Harley dealership. Now, they're only open Tuesday through Saturday, this place. And they, they take fucking forever. They didn't even, they didn't even get it on a, on a bench for a week. Now, this is the peak of summer. I wait all year for fucking July to ride, ride with no jacket on, no jacket on. It's the fucking best. It's like perfect. Plus, I like kind of need it to get to work almost because I work 15 miles away and it's like freeway the whole way. And if I take the bike, it takes me fucking 25 minutes. My car takes me like double. It's 45 minutes to an hour. So like it's kind of like crush that I, I need it for work. So this fucker hits it now. It takes him a week to, to, to get it up there. It takes them a week to get the diagnosis to the fucking insurance company. I had to do an insurance claim. Mm-hmm. Then they have to, so they finally get it all squared away. Now they have to issue a fucking check. An uh, uh, analog paper goddamn 19-fucking-30s check in the mail. To, so they might have got it today. August, but this, this is week, is this week four? This is, this is two or three weeks ago. This, this is a full month. Yeah, yeah. It's a full yeah, month. already. So then they have to issue them the check. And then Harley has to see what parts they have that are in stock. If they're not in stock, they'll have to get them somewhere. That could be another couple of days of shipping. So how how do these companies operate like this? I don't know. I, if this is this is you when you say motorcycle, you oh Harley, mm-hmm. how do they how do they run like 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 a fucking a bad fucking sp- like. I don't know. Sports authority. Everything like a- is out here. Dude, medical places, pharmacies never have fucking stock. Of that. This is a new one now. Pharmacy never has fucking stock of anything. This has happened like three times. They don't have flu shots. Yeah, they don't have shit. I, I, have, to get, I have to get a flu shot for work. They're like, oh, we're out. What do yeah. you mean you're out? Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing's like, no one's accountable for anything. No one's like keeping fucking stock of anything. Uh, who else? There's not, someone else that was just like just out of shit. Or even like the, like the um, so I work with cameras at, at my, my job, movie cameras and shit. So Ari... Aside from Panavision, Aerie is the biggest camera company. Like, most cameras on set, especially now, because they have, like, top-of-the-line digital cameras. So, like, it's either Panavision or Aerie or a Panavised Aerie camera. They, they, they buy their own and whatever. Wow. So, Aerie is, like, the chief um, camera. And, like, they never... They're fucking... They started in Germany. It's a German company. So, their manufacturing base is still in Germany. They've been sense. making fucking cameras... Since the 50s, their, their main office is in Burbank and in Hollywood. They never have any fucking things in stock. Everything is a, a month away. So if a camera goes down, you're out of camera for a fucking well, month. Well, if the Germans have a chance to fuck Jews, they'll do it still. You know I know, I mean? yeah, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Maybe that is a holdover. I didn't think of that. That actually makes a lot of sense. If we don't outsource, <laughs> the Jews would be very unhappy. Very. Yeah, so it's just everything out here. Just so Harley's a shit show. You're getting fucking yes, banged up yeah. there. So... That happens. My bike gets hit. Um, the, uh, the, the pay cut. I get a notice. So don't want to spend any more money. After a three-year hiatus, I get, a, I get a notice that student loan payments are starting back <laughs> up next month. So that'll be another, what the fuck was that, like 175 or something? Out of just, yeah. Just, I might as well take out the money out of my account and just burn it. It's such a f- staggering fucking waste of money. I got a, a fucking film degree. I've never used it. It was a, just a fucking giant goddamn mistake. I am still paying it off 20 fucking years later. I'm yeah, still paying still the fucking club, pal. I know. I know. So that happens. And I'm like, okay, so then I go to the... Um, two weeks ago, I go to the gym to work out, LA Fitness, over on Coldwater. And like I've done th- tens of thousands of times, put my, my book bag with all my shit in it in my locker, lock the lock, go upstairs on the treadmill, 
I'm on the treadmill. I start getting fraud alerts from my fucking credit card coming into my phone. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? So I figured somebody um, hacked. Found, I don't know. Found the, I don't know if I have the same password for both of them or whatever. But like somebody had hacked two of my fucking credit cards or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I'm on the phone with them. The first one, it was a, it was a Best Buy card and a Discover card. I wrap up with Discover. And I'm like, well, now Best Buy is calling me. Let me talk to these guys. So they get on the phone, and the lady, she goes, no, it was your physical card. Someone actually used your card. And it was, it was like a scene out of the movie. I go, that's impossible. The card is down in the gym locker with a lock on it. And I was like, or maybe it's not. Jesus <laughs> I was like, holy, I almost like fell off the fucking treadmill. <laughs> I go running downstairs. I, it's a small locker room. So I could, mm-hmm. I, right away, I see the lock is on the locker. It's still locked. And I'm like, what's going on here? So I undo the lock, take my bag. And sure enough, somebody went in. Now, all of these stories have, at least, it, it could have been worse, has been... The, the fucking operating phrase of my life for like five fucking weeks straight. They didn't take the whole On wallet. On your tombstone, it'll say, it could have been worse. Tell, yeah. <laughs> Which is like for me, a, a, a progress for me. I'm actually, I'm having some fucking level of, of, uh, of uh, you know, not completely shooting myself. But um, they took my debit card and two fucking credit cards, and I go, let me check my bank account. <sighs> I open up my bank account, negative... Ch- uh, $2,500. They, they, they went to the mall across the street. They tried to use the two credit cards. They didn't work. And then they finally used my debit card and bought one item for 25 I still want to know what it was. But how I did think the, it was a TV. But how did the debit card go? Don't you have to use your PIN? You can, there's, you, you can, you can decline. You can use it as a credit card instead. And, and just swipe yeah, it? Yeah. Those yeah. Fucking I'm just pricks. surprised that no one asked for fucking ID, especially if they were at the same place and both credit cards declined, which is what I think happened. Yeah. They made one fucking purchase. So then it overdrew my account, took a bunch of money out of my fucking savings, and I was like, the first thing I thought was like, if I don't get this money back, if this is gone, I'm fucking, I'm just leaving. I'm just, I'm, pa- I'm fucking packing. I'm leaving. I'm leaving LA. I'm going to fucking Florida to start over four year virgin. Fucking live with my mom. I don't give a <laughs> shit. They just bought a fucking new house. They like, we got. My mom wants me to fucking move there so bad. She's like, we got, a, we got a whole bedroom there for you. Anytime you want to come, you get a whole bedroom. And I'm just like, fuck, because I'm sober. <laughs> but like. Just to, just well, I don't want to ruin the streak. So, anyways, wallet wall, wall gone. Mm-hmm. Then they don't expedite my fucking debit card, like I expressly told them several times. No pun intended. I need, yeah, I'm like, I, I need this like yesterday. And they're like, okay, we'll put a run. Never did. It took them over. It took them eight fucking seven business days to get that card. I just got it yesterday. Seven so, business days. Yes. I'm like, Jesus what did you Christ. mail this from fucking Antarctica? Is the same pigeon carrying the check carrying exactly. the fucking card? <laughs> God damn. I know. What the fuck. What the fuck are we doing? Here? So. I'm like, okay, that's, whew, that, that, that's pretty bad, but uh, there's no way it could get any worse. I'm like, at least I got my car. Nothing's wrong with my car. My, my 2017 Ford yellow Mustang Turbo with EcoBoost, my, my favorite <laughs> car I've ever owned. Nothing could happen to my car. So I'm driving down. This is Thursday night, uh, a couple nights ago. Driving down Sunset Boulevard, and out of absolutely nowhere, I am something smashes into my car. I'm I'm sideways. I'm being plowed, hor- like like in a fucking Michael Bay movie. I, my car is horizontal. It's wrapped around the front of a semi, and it's pushing me down the middle of Sunset Boulevard. Fucking fly glad my entire driver's side window just explodes. Fucking glass everywhere, uh, hits me, and then I completely spin out, and I'm in fucking oncoming traffic, facing the other the other direction, and I'm just like, what in the fuck just happened? <laughs> like I swear I never saw I never saw this truck. I have fucking no clue. I was like, did I get T-bar? I wasn't in an intersection. I'm just driving down Sunset. <laughs> it was insane, dude. Just fucking one second to the next. I, I've never been in like a car accident. Like that's, I've never had anything like this happen. I was like, 
wow. It was, and it was almost, it was almost happening in slow motion. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, oh, this is happening. It was, it went on for so long. I'm like, this is, oh, this is happening right now. I just got hit by a truck. What's gonna happen next? I get hit by another car. Is my car gonna roll over with me? Who the fuck knows? I'm stuck in here for the ride. No, no, no matter Jesus. what. So, yep. Uh, car very fucked up. Um, that's about all I can say because it's going to litigation. So. That's and that's all I have to say about that. Yes. So that concludes. And today is August 1st. So I'm like, I hope that was it. I hope it was just fucking July. Please, God. Well, how is your month going, guys? Is it exactly. better than that? Yeah. But isn't, like, to me personally, <clears throat> I mean, this is just me, but when so many things are going bad, it's almost like it affects you less because it's so comically fucking ridiculous. You are fucking absolutely right. It, it, it was. It's just like, what? you just laugh. You go, yeah. what, what's, what's going to happen next? What's gonna, what, is the fucking piano going to fall on me when I'm walking down the street? Someone's hoisting one into a fucking third-story window. And like, like th- That's about what I'm down to, a safe or a piano falling on me or, or, or something. It's, I can't think of anything else. But yeah, you're right. You're totally right. I, just, I was just like laughing it off. I'm like, oh, okay, this happens. But I'm not dead, so at least like, th- th- I could have been worse. All yeah. that could have been worse. So I, I actually got the, the bank did refund my money today. Oh, good. And I was so touched. I actually wrote them a letter. I wrote Bank of America a letter, and I'm going to send that in the mail. I'm going to put a stamp on it nice. and say, thank you very much for giving a shit. Because I'm, I'm shocked that a giant corporation like that, and especially in this day and age, could actually say, here's your money back that someone's... You would think they would just go, sorry, fuck you, tough shit. Yeah. Because that's how 99.9% of the rest of fucking society works. Especially with big corporations, they don't give a shit about you. They're like, fuck you, leave. We got a billion other customers. But they actually fucking refunded my money. And it was like my, my card got low. You know what I mean? Like, I would think that'd be on me, but they straightened it out. I feel like the two of us have had a handful of decent customer service interactions. Yeah. The, the majority are dog shit. People just don't give a fuck anymore. They just uh-huh. don't care. Either they don't care or they're just idiots. And then every once in a while, you get like one where you're just like, huh, okay. When they're good, you remember it. It yeah. sticks out, and you appreciate it. Yeah. That's why I tip the fuck out of people. In L.A., if you're listening, if you're in a restaurant, especially Barney's employees, if you take care of me, I will tip the sh- I will, I will embarrass my, fr- my fucking friends for how much I tip you if you take <laughs> care of me. I've done it, yes, but it's rare, so it's, I'm not doing it all the time. But. So and then I think you just texted me before uh, the podcast started. Was it was there a run in with a KFC? Well, kind of. Now I I'm almost afraid. This is another like I'm afraid to like influence my audience and yours because I don't even want to get them. <laughs> it's like getting somebody addicted to fucking heroin. But <laughs> if you have a fast food problem, just hit hit fast forward right now. But KFC's chicken tenders they sell them three, four, and a five piece. But the three, if you're not a big fat so, the three piece is perfect for you. But mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. They're 140 calories a piece. Really? 40, and the and the uh, their barbecue. I want to do a shot. Of their barbecue sauce, but it's so fucking good. It's the like, best fast food barbecue sauce I've ever had. It's like, really sweet. Those are 45 a shot. So the whole calorie, if you get three chicken tenders with three, you, you should get three barbecue sauces individual. Okay. It's gonna, one finger is going to take up a whole you're a thing. Big, you're a big condiment guy. Big condiment. Oh, yeah. It's very Love important. Love condiments. Yes. yes. Um, that's 555 calories altogether. If you get a diet are you full season. though afterwards? Full enough. It's like a it's like a perfect full. It doesn't get you. It doesn't give you yuck guts. You don't get mm-hmm. all shitty and fry. It's they sit pretty good. They're fucking phenomenal. Yuck guts. I think that's a medical term. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. That's, well, so and then also Luke and I are currently f- fighting the fucking love handles off. Oh we, yeah. We're we're both counting we're the calories. We said we, we, we want to lose weight. We're fucking fighting. We are doers. Although Benny Hanna, which I'll get into. Actually, no. At this time, you guys have already heard of the Benny Hanna story. Um, I I got fucked at Benny Hanna. Last week, I just so I, I had like my cheat day on Saturdays, 
And again, it's not even What's like Benny Hanna again? It's Benny Hanna is Mongolian a barbecue? Where we're fucking Mexican guys named Arturo cook fucking f- Japanese food oh. in front of you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh Japanese. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he, he, like a, he, uh, he had a gold tooth like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, buen dias. And I'm like, this is a Japanese restaurant. You're in a kimono. You're saying buen dia. Same with Italian food out here made by Mexicans. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, I, I went I went there for my uh, my buddy's birthday. Not Again, if you guys have heard this, I've, we've already rehashed this in the previous episode, but you go there, you get barely any food. It was $85. $85. For got, two of you? Just for me. Oh, wow. 85 for me. You, you get maybe a couple of ounces of fucking flaming on. Anyway, I went there, and I, just, I can't eat out anymore because it's just everything is loaded with sodium. Oh. So I'll weigh in. Dude, I was weighing in last week. 82, 83, da, 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 you know, right? Other day, 86. And now I'm down to 84. So now I'm going back down. But it's all the fucking sodium, the water oh, weight. Oh, yeah. I, I looked what are you like trying I got, to get to again? What's your target? I looked really... So when I went... So 2019, Zoe and I went to Cabo. Uh-huh. Looking back at pictures... I didn't think I looked that great at the moment. Looking back at pictures now, I was like fucking solid. That was like <laughs> 175. You could see my abs... No love handles, you know, cock's still small, but it, I was like, it was a solid weight for me. 175 is what I think I was. Okay. So that's the goal. Okay. So let, let's just call it 83 right now, which, which is like where I'm hovering at. So I still have like eight pounds left uh-huh. that I got to lose. And it's tough because you work out and muscle weighs more than fat, obviously. Yeah. Too, so it's so hard to like balance those. It's also hard to gauge, but I, I, can, I can see. Like, like, dude, I put on these old dress pants because I had to go to a, uh, a business uh, dinner a couple nights ago. They weren't fitting me a couple months ago. I need a belt with them now. Oh, nice. So it's like when you see your body every day, you're just like, is this fucking working? Yeah. And then you put on pants and you're like, oh, shit. You know? like. Or these- you see a picture of you and you're like, oh, I do look thinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. A couple. Yeah. I got ways to go though. Um, I think I got knocked back because this whole, f- I've like barely come out of my fucking hole since it's like yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of fucking, b- b- been down and out a little bit since. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's good news that you actually are raving about the, the KFC and they didn't fuck you. Oh, okay. So here's here's the, yeah, here's yeah. the issue. Oh, that there's a butt. So for you other condiment lovers, and this this is the first time it happened there. This is more of a common occurrence at another establishment that I'll tell you about. But my she gave me the three barbers. I had to tell this woman my order. Like I don't know what was wrong with her, but I had to tell her three separate times that I wanted a th- three piece, three three chicken tenders, three piece, three piece. And she'd be like five piece. I swear to God, I go how the it doesn't even sound close to the fucking same. So she she gives me the three uh, the three barbecue sauces, but they're fucking covered. So the box they came in, one of the barbecue sauces broke and got all over the other barbecue sauce packets. So now it's just like a fucking grenade of just of just possible stains for your cars, your clothes, everything. There's just barbecue sauces getting fucking everywhere. It's all over the little box. It's all over the inside of the bag. It's all over the napkins. I'm like, mother. This is like that's they got to figure out some kind of way to not. Have this happen because the same thing happens if I go to um, Carl's Jr. I don't even bother anymore. I have that one close to my house. I, now I just take it home and I use my own ketchup. But it's it's a struggle to get the amount of ketchup. I need a lot. I, I need like a good. And I tell them in explicit detail. I'm like, at least, give me like a ten, like at least ten or twelve. They almost so you, never you need, do. You need ten packets of ketchup for a burger and fries. Burger and fries, yeah. But it's a shit. big burger and it, it's. I get those um, those crisp cut fries. They're huge. They're big fucking fries. So they, they need yeah. a lot of ketchup. They never do, but even in the times that you do get them, a, a good handful, the, the amount that you want, three out of five times, they are all 
gooky and stuck together. Which is this happening to every anyone else? And this feels like anywhere I go, they're all stuck together, and there's some kind of this weird like ectoplasm all over them. There's like this sticky, disgusting <laughs> substance, and they're all. But it's, I don't even know if it's ketchup. It's like yellow and like. And it makes you argue with I people. I can't explain. It's like gooey, and it gets all over everything. It's fucking nasty. And I'm like, can someone figure out a goddamn way to ship them individually? I don't give a shit. But this fucking. They need to pass some kind of ordinance that this this the messy condiment thing has got to go. Or you have to get some kind of fucking fine from the city. I'm tired <laughs> of this nonsense. It's all over. The, you you got to fight the battle just to get the amount you want. Then you get them and they're completely desecrated. I've had it. No, it happens to me too. It's almost like are they puncturing these before they put them in a bag? I swear just to fuck with me. Yes, they have like like the uh, fairy breaks in it. I know. <laughs> and they sprinkle just goo. Fucking fairy. They just jerk off fairy goo all over them. It's disgusting. I'm fucking tired of it. So now I just it just infected my KFC too, so I was very annoyed. But other than that, those are they're fucking heavenly. Okay, they're like a perfect enough. snack if you just need something to hold you over for a couple hours, and they're not that bad. Five hundred fifty-five calories, not that bad. What, what's like the really ghetto one? Is it KFC or Popeyes? Popeyes. Like a, like a bunch of fights. Popeyes. It's Popeyes. Okay. And I'm not a big fried chicken guy, but, but like I love um, KFC. If I eat it, I'll get KFC. I, it, theirs is fucking great. But I, that's maybe like once a year I'll get their chicken. But their yeah. chicken tenders that's a different story. Because Carl's Jr. used to be my go-to. For those too, mm-hmm. but then after COVID, they ruined. They they had their sweet their sweet and sour sauce was so good, and it was they made it was no their honey mustard. It was their honey mustard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, it was so I wanted and again. I want to do a shot of that. It was so fucking. I wanted to put it in an IV bag and just fucking stick it right in my fucking arm. It was so good. <laughs> and then after during COVID, they switched to to Heinz brand uh, sweet and sour or mm-hmm. uh, honey mustard, and it's fucking disgusting. It, it, it's gelatinous. It's not even like a liquid. It's like clumping. It's like, it's like jello. Yeah. It, it seems like it's the stuff that's all over the ketchup oh, packets. It, it's like almost like it's like a non-adhesive. Like when you when you dip the thing into it, yeah. it doesn't stick to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's fucking. I was so pissed. So now I just got to use barbecues. But Carl's Jr.'s kind of stuff. So I took my, my cards from the Carl's Jr. chicken tenders table and I moved them over to the fucking KFC table and I've never been happier. It's been great. Just like when, when Chris Nolan left Warner Brothers and went to fucking Universal to make this last movie. <laughs> that's why you lost my business, Carl's. You probably just put a couple fucking workers out of work, and in this economy, girl, <laughs> what do you want to say? So, so you see, you're a, a fast food aficionado. Yes. Also a film buff. Yeah. Now, a lot of stuff going on with film, movies, television, etc. Like, yeah. for instance, I, I cannot stand the Snow White bullshit. Oh god. I, I keep I keep seeing the clips of like th- this is not. She's not gonna get rescued by the prince. Yeah. Um, she's Latina. Uh, there, there aren't dwarves. I'm like, then it's not fucking Snow White. There's a then just Then just don't call it that. I know. It's fine. I kept saying online. I said, I said, no, you don't understand. They're changing the title to Snow White. S apostrophe N O White. That was that was cheeky. But yeah, it's just like so. And I know you go to movies a lot. Go to the theaters. Yeah. In recent years. <clears throat> is there is there a film because you do these like really good breakdowns that I like where you go into like Luke does a good job at not only breaking down what he d- by the way hey 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 Zoe can you can you get him away from the fucking door please it looks like he's a it sounds like a fucking raptor in Jurassic Park please <laughs> it's kind of I'm gonna hide in your bellows in the bedroom I didn't I couldn't hear him it didn't pick up on mine if that helps oh no I hear it right here oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah yeah sorry he pointed to his penis when he said that. <laughs> Bellows scratching the I don't want to know what door. happens when I leave Luke's over in the living room and uh, Bellows in the bedroom with Zoe and he's just scratching the door he loves me I give him the best pets he can't yeah, he's, he a little, can't he's a little away. needy um, oh yeah so so Luke gives these like great these great breakdowns of what he hates or likes about films but it's not these like just random things or things he doesn't back up with like, like technical aspects scripts 
act breakdowns, directorial things, uh, cinematography. Any so, behind the scenes stuff that I know. Oh, true. Yeah, sometimes I know. Because you've been you've been in the industry for fucking what, 15, 20 years. But yeah. 15. Where you've been, you know, been on sets, you know, been on Mission Impossible. You went to um, the fucking Crystal Skull set, yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, so tell that story. Cause that's a great story about her. Like, this kind of seems like it's fucking. Yeah. Yeah, like lifelong Indiana Jones fan, like in fucking insane, like. Um, you know, grew up watching it, and this is the first one to come out. This is Crystal Stall is like 07. I'm like 25, 26, and I'm like in fucking Hollywood working. And like, there's a I'm working for fucking Panavision at the, the camera company place. So half my job was I would go around the sets all around town, um, go on different stages, get people. It was fucking great. As I literally, you could just walk on any stage. You can go. You had a fucking backstage pass to go literally anywhere. Like, like I walked through the whole Inception, the Christopher Nolan Inception fucking set and everything while they were still. They were still filming it, like all, just all kinds of crazy shit. What like uh, what part of the set? It was it was, and I was wondering about this because it was at Warner Brothers and it was on the water stage. They have a big stage where there's a huge water tank, mm-hmm. and it was that whole the very beginning where he's in the um like that whole kind of like a uh, Asian house kind of thing. Remember mm-hmm. in the, yeah. the being with the whole where they have that whole fight, and I was like, does this whole thing take place? I thought it, took, it was like a karate movie or something like that because there was like shit knocked all over the place. But like they went to lunch and we, we I was working on a TV show like at the stage across the way. And we all just kind of like snuck because they had security guards at all the fucking doors. It's one of the two movies I've ever seen. No, three that, that I've ever had that. But like we snuck in and walked through. But you had to like walk down in, which explains where all, as soon as I saw the movie and I saw the water, I was like, yep, that's why. Mm. And it was like, it, it was like, a, like it would be like a place like this, but it was it was down in the water tank. It was weird. Mm. So you had to like go down these steps into it. So you knew they were going to like flood it or something like that. Well, then point. also there was that scene where they drive off the bridge. And they're underwater. Oh yeah, yeah. In the van. Yeah. So they probably use it for that too. Then they right? might have. Yeah. Oh, they shot that all over the place. So who knows? Oh, okay. But um, yeah. And I mean, I'm, 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 that's a whole other fucking side story. But um, so Indiana Jones is fucking filming, and at the same time, it was they, it's when they were filming. Uh, yeah, because I went to this this studio to drop off shit for. Uh, I, I still call it that because at the time it was it became Hancock, mm-hmm. but the original working title for that movie was It Comes at Night. That was the original title. And for some reason, they changed at the last minute. They changed it to Hancock. Really? Which is really yeah, it was called. It comes at night. So I was dropping off shit there, and everyone's like, "Indiana Jones is shooting right fucking across." This is at the the Sony lot. I'm like, "Holy shit, Jesus Christ!" So I fucking rush there. I park the van. I get out. Shia LaBeouf had parked right next to me, and he gets out in the fucking in the mutt outfit. He had the je- the cuff jeans and the in the in the fucking t-shirt. And me and him walk probably. 40 yards from the parking lot over to the over to the stage and I'm like oh my god and I couldn't think of one fucking I'm such a fucking I still hate myself to this day I think one thing to say to this fucking I was caught myself <laughs> guard I was like holy shit it's him like there yeah. he is and I think almost like I've been around a lot of celebrities there's a party that almost hopes like I'm gonna be cool and not say something yeah and maybe they're gonna think that oh he's not saying anything maybe he's just a normal guy yeah and almost like they'll spark up conversation yeah like sometimes I feel like that too the same thing happened at that same fucking lot that Brad Pitt and I both walked out of the Moneyball set at the same time. I walked out the stage door, and the door didn't even close all the way, and someone else came out behind me, and I turned around, and there is no one else around as far as you can see in either direction. Just so you know like how the studios are, just long rows of those stages. There is no one around except for me and fucking Brad Pitt. Holy shit. And I'm just walking down, and it, dude, it was a long, cause my van was parked all the way at the far end of the stage. So, it was, dude, it was probably like a fucking 50-yard f- f- walk. Which is nothing. Just just Brad, Brad Pitt's shoes making noises to me, and I'm like, fucking think of something to say. And I was so pissed because I was like, um, I'm, I hope this isn't too fucking film nerdy for everybody. Sorry. Um, uh, Assassination of Jesse James had just come out, mm. and it looked so fucking good. And it was um, Roger Deakins shot it, 
So I'm like, say something, ask him about fucking Deacon. Because like, they kind of love that kind of shit. Because like, he's a Deacon's fan himself. That's why he hired him. Mm-hmm. So I should have said, like, how about Deacon's photography on fucking... And I think it was up against There Will Be Blood that year. I was like, who do you think is going to win? I, I I'm telling you this. I didn't say anything. It's the fucking Brad Pitt. We just kept... <laughs> so we get to the end of the stage. And he goes in, which is like pretty cool because they get their own little uh, honey wagon to like... There's the crew one and there's, there's the... Uh, the actor, like the, the talents, yeah, yeah, which just have like two, but there's the same exact toilets. They just have their own little standalone one. So my van's parked right across from the thing, and Brad Pitt goes into the fucking bathroom. You know, it's plastic. You can hear it's outside, and I hear all these toilet cheat things getting ripped out of the wall. I'm like, Brad Pitt's about to take a shit. <laughs> Brad Pitt's taking a shit. Oh, my God. He shits just like us. It was amazing. And he, as soon as he came out of the door, he fucking threw a cigarette, and I'm like, oh, he came out here to fucking smoke. But anyway, so... Indiana Jones is filming, and like I, I, I'm like doing everything I can. I just, I just want to see Spielberg. I want to see fucking him. Just let me see Harrison Ford in a fucking Indiana Jones hat once in my miserable goddamn life. I just missed him. They had just left, but they were moving to another location, so they left the elephant doors open on the stage. So everyone's clearing out. And there's just kind of people hustling and bustling everywhere. So no one's really paying attention to me. And I'm like, do do do. And I just, I walk in. I'm like, I'm gonna walk through this fucking set. And holy shit! So there was like this jungle, a whole jungle set, built on the stage. That looks so fucking... Ch- I mean, these stages are pretty goddamn big. It was like half, half the stage was just... Uh, half of the stage was just like jungle set. And the trees were so plastic and... Fa- like, you could see like the... It looked like they went to fucking Home Depot mm-hmm. and bought like a hundred <laughs> like potted plant trees. And I was like... I got to the middle of it and there was this big like... Uh, um, there was like an opening in the middle of the trees with all this like sand and dirt all over the place. And it was all kicked up and shit. I'm like, oh, there must be like a fight scene in here or something like that. Like he gets in a fight in the woods. But it looks so fake that I was convinced because the movie takes place in the 50s that there's a scene in the movie where he's on a Hollywood, that this is obviously like a movie within a movie or something like that. And Indy walked onto the set because it looks so fucking fake. Nope. It was the actual, of all, I mean, all like the fucking exotic locations they shot for the, that's what made the first three so cool. They were like globe trotting and they went to all these fucking far-flung locations in Tunisia and all this shit. And, you, and then you go in and it's like plastic trees. And then I watched the movie and it turns out to be, this is when you knew it. It was already starting to, well, the, the, the nuke in the fridge was in the first 20 minutes, but like he was sinking in the sand pit. And the only, get this guys, he's a, get this conceit. What's he going to do here? He's terrified of snakes, and the only way to pull him out of the sinking sand pit, she finds a boa constrictor in a tree and goes, here, Indy, grab this, and throws him this <laughs> fucking snake. Because <laughs> we all know how, how can common we, can that we stop? is. <laughs> yeah. And that, it turned out to be that scene. So I, I walked through that hole. I walked through that fucking sand pit and that whole sand pit scene, but I was so woefully unprepared for how abysmal it was going to be on every conceivable possible it's the worst movie i have ever crystal skull is still the worst movie i've ever fucking seen in my entire life it is absolutely fucking horrible and especially at the hands of fucking spielberg like how could this possibly have gone this bloody wrong it's just unfucking believable and that says something too because your most recent your uh well no not, not most recent but one of your recent episodes yeah you had seen the last one in the theaters and got a little choked up because i did indie like you know meant so much to you and you watched the Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? That was no. one of the first movies I ever remember seeing yeah. in my life. I like, was like over and over out. and over oh, again yeah. as a kid. Yeah. So then to have Indy like, just be a pile of shit, that, that probably really hurt. No, it, it was just the fact that he, it was now it was gone. Like They kind of fixed it, so mm-hmm. this what wasn't no, terrible. I mean, I, mean, I mean like a Crystal Skull. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll never, and I, that was I your went, first adult indie film, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and I was so excited. I was in fucking New York City. We saw it in fucking Times Square. At this massive, huge fucking auditorium. It was so big. And I still, that fucking movie ended. And like half of the theater 
did, just stayed in their seats. And you could see people's like shoulders were slung. You should have seen the body language. It was like the fucking stock market crash of 29. Actually, the first time I fucked that stripper, same kind of thing. She just sat there in bed just going like, that's it? It was like that, but a whole theater of those strippers. And we're just like, just level. And just people were just like shocked. We're all looking at each other like, did we just, especially, I still remember that the part where he starts swinging in the trees with the monkey. The, the monkeys and shit, the whole fucking theater started laughing. People were going, what? You can audibly hear people like yelling, going, Jesus Christ. It like, was yeah. comical. Oh, my. And we were all, it was just like such a communal experience because we were all just so like shocked and saddened by it. That was one of the great nights of drinking I, I ever had because we went to fucking, yeah, we were, out, we were out till the sun came up that night. We went to this fucking after hours bar in Hell's Kitchen and uh, I went in there and just, I was just like, line them up. And I started complaining about that. And I, I fucking, I drew a crowd. There was like a crowd of people listening. I was so animated and so pissed off. There was a crowd, and they thought they thought I was lying. They thought I was making up. They're like, you're making this up. I'm like, I swear <laughs> to God. He swings in the trees with CGI monkeys. They're like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, people are so mad. It was great. I got so fucking hair. There's there this fucking great, this Irish. He looked like one of like the Westies, like this real hard-ass look, looking Irish bartender. He's like, are you, are you kidding? He's like, you're telling me he's, he swung around in the trees with, here's another one. He's like, he, sw- he sw- swung around in the trees with the monkeys? I was like, yeah. I got so fucking drunk. I was so mad I had to just drink my sorrows away. <laughs> that was great. Oh, God. All right, so clear, clearly the most uh, disappointing uh, the movie experience. Oh, All right. yeah. So now we'll get into... Sorry, was that too long? I'm sorry. No, it's perfect. Okay. Now we'll get into a couple of things in closing. Um, where you mentioned on your podcast, you know, a, a plethora of these situations, and I'm sure they're annoying for all of you. So rate these in order of most frustrating, and okay. then we'll dive into deep, uh, deep of them, each of them, sorry, from least annoying to most annoying. Okay. All right. So Good idea. out of these, what is the most annoying to you? Rate them in order. Okay. You, you, you fuck it. You talk to a cute girl. You, you get her out to a date. But once you're actually on the date, it all sinks in like, holy shit, she is literally just using me for the date. She has no interest in ta- like texting me or talking to me after this. Mm-hmm. I just shelled out 200 fucking dollars because you, you also can't split the check just in, just in the hopes that maybe you're, you, you misread it and she actually isn't to you. Yeah. So like a gentleman, you pay for the fucking check. So that or you have a bad roommate, which I know you had recently. Uh-huh. So that experience. Or, last thing, just an abusive leaf blower cycle to where every Tuesday these fucking jerk-offs, the jetpack, come around and they're just blowing shit around and they happen to just dust your freshly washed bike, your freshly mm-hmm. washed car, and that's just like a, a cyclical thing. Yeah. So r- rank those in terms of what really just fucking gets you going. The, the leaf blower is f- far and away number one. It really? It is the okay. scourge of my fucking existence as a man who, who takes pride... I have the, I'm not a big car or a big motorcycle aficionado, but like I got the car and the bike I've always wanted for, you know, low bar, but whatever, they're still mine. And I keep them immaculately clean as often as possible. And the, the bike is black, so everything fucking shows up on it. And just, well, let's, let's end on the most, the most uh, frustrating. That, well, that's it. Yeah, the leaf blowers. No, no, no. Well, let's go through the, the three of them. Oh, gotcha. So okay. what's the least out of those three? The least is, is the date. Really? The, yeah, yeah. Really? That doesn't happen. I, I, that feel, often. I feel like that would be kind of up there for you. Oh, it is. It definitely sucks. But if mm-hmm. I if we're doing like fuck Mary kill, that's definitely the least. <laughs> that's definitely the least worst of, of the three. Really? Still okay. annoying as shit. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that that doesn't happen that often. I mean, it just happened recently, and it was two hundred dollars. But <laughs> um, usually, it's not that. Uh, that one was so spur of the moment. I was so attracted to that chick. I 
I knew it was going to be bad because we went to Abbott Kinney, which is a really fucking expensive part of town. It just happened to be right by the gym that we were at that mm-hmm. I fucking talked to her at. So usually it's just a bar and we have a couple of drinks. And, like, you know, I'm out, like, 60, 75 bucks, but, like, 200 is a fucking all-time for a woman I knew for fucking That's 25 insane. minutes. That's insane. Yeah. And also, hey, listen, ladies, if you're listening to this, yes, you know, I do believe the guy should pay for the meal, you know, a nice gentleman, but fucking go easy on us. Uh, yeah. Like, it's like almost a beer like, and an appetizer. Yeah, a beer and an appetizer. She, she, you, she took you. She, she was like, hey, let's go to this particular place uh-huh. on Ebikini, which, again, is the most expensive real estate in the country, I think, right? Yep. Which would lead you to believe the food ain't going to be fucking cheap. Uh-huh. And then she just sits there and just orders, you know, a couple drinks, a couple yeah, appetizers. glasses of wine, yeah, whole fuck, yeah, like a fucking three-course thing. It was, it was insane. The cheapest thing on the menu, you, there was nothing in there for less than 20 bucks. Yeah, a fucking arugula salad fucking, with mushrooms like $25. That's what I got, and that's what it was. It was, yeah, it was just a regular <laughs> salad. It was like $20 fucking $2. Yeah, it's insane. Like, this is leaves and some fucking vegetables. I, I could go to Ralph's and put this together for fucking $4. <laughs> but um, it was nice to meet up with the hottest chicken whole fucking restaurant. I, I will... I guess it wasn't like a, a total loss, but yeah, there was just no no conversation. She just had, yeah, that really sucked. But nothing compares to the leap blowers. The roommate was. Uh, I've lived with. Compl- I had so many roommates in the last. When did I move out? Fucking Brandon's. That was 2016. I think I lived with like four or five people, and I've never really had. I've had issues like come up, but it was, I've never had a bad roommate that was a huge pain in the ass or like super dirty or like people that were complete fucking strangers. Mostly all women, too. It got a long fucking... To- I mean, I'm not home that much anyway, so it's not like I sit around all day and make a mess and shit, but I've had a pretty... From the stories I hear from everybody else, like, I've had a pretty good fucking run. And then for, like, a year straight, I just lived with the most... It's like he knew every <laughs> single little thing that annoys me in my life and just and, and did it. And then add ten more fucking things on top of that. It was just every day. It, dude, it's so... The guy I got now is like, I don't even... I forget he lives there. I never see him. He doesn't leave a fucking. He's a he's like a man of mystery. I'm like, are you throwing your garbage out the window? Because I don't even <laughs> see it in the garbage. Like this went from like, motherfucker fills the whole garbage can up in one day. Doesn't buy any of the garbage bags and doesn't take the garbage out. Like I got the old one. It, the old one to, to like I haven't even seen a, a gum wrapper in this garbage. So almost, I'm like I, I almost want to like take some out of his room and throw it in there just on his behalf. I'm like, guy, throw something out. I just fucking. Um, but it's so nice. But just the amount of stress. I would come home every night and be like. What is this fucking idiot? Like, what mess did he make? What annoying fucking childish thing does he... Because he, he has the fucking, like, maturity of, like, a 13-year-old... He's like a 13-year-old kid in a guy's body. Yeah. It's really something. Like, I don't think he's ever lived... I don't think he has ever cohabitated with somebody in a fucking proper apartment. I think it's the first time in his entire life that he ever did. He, he moved in with a Jurassic Park mug. That's all he had. He was like the fucking Hanson <laughs> brothers and fucking uh, Slapshot. They opened up their luggage. There's just Tonka trucks and shit. That's yeah. this guy. I was like, what, where's your stuff? He had nothing. I, I live with a guy because also y- you really have like no idea what they're going to be like as a roommate until you're actually in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a guy I used to work with who like, all right, was he like, you know, great? No. But I'm like, well, we're in a bind. He needs a place to live. How bad could it be? Exactly. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> this guy. So he was on some kind of wacky fucking schedule. He had just lost his job. So he's like playing video games all throughout the night, hanging out with his fucking cat. His room uh. smelled like shit. And we had this uh, laundry, mach- uh, laundry machine right um, in the hallway, right next to my room. Yeah. Washer, dryer, stackable. And um, what you would do is he would always wait until 1 o'clock in the morning to do his clothes. He'd wash oh, his clothes. God. He had the whole fucking day yeah. to wash his clothes. And he did this thing where he'd wash his jeans. And he was a, he was a baseball player, right? 
guys, when you play baseball, remember those belts you had for your baseball uniforms where it was like that really elasticy kind of belt where like it was just like it was super elastic, but obviously it still had that metal like buckle. He would keep the fucking belt on oh, the jeans God, and he would clanging. wash it with it. So it'd be like a fucking <laughs> oh, blue man group was yeah. playing at fucking two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But this kid's denims are just getting dried in the dryer. Do a fucking horseshoe in there. And oh you know, yeah, and it got to, it got to the point where I would just take his clothes out of the dryer. I'd kick open his fucking door and I throw him into his room. And I'm like, "Stop doing your fucking laundry in the middle of the night." Yeah, he'd get up, but then also sometimes he would get up, pop like four Adderalls, and Jeez. clean the whole apartment. But he would do it in his compression shorts, and he would listen to these. I don't know where he got them, but they were Disney songs, but heavy metal version. Oh my god So he'd be clanking and banging around At fucking 7.30 in the morning All hopped up on fucking Basically meth Popping four Adderalls With his cat And he'd be singing I can show you the world And he'd be making his oatmeal in the kitchen But he'd be so cracked out on Adderall He'd take two sips uh, You know two bites of the oatmeal And then just leave the fucking The wet oatmeal In the sink Oh my god It was It was fucking horrible Oh yeah and then he would like he would binge eat and he'd come like I'd be like watching TV. He would come out from sleeping for like 14 hours and he would <laughs> eat two. I swear to God, he would eat two pounds of tortellini with butter. Holy and shit. And he'd, he'd be eating this thing like fucking Tony Soprano going through like a fucking a business, a big business decision going like I, 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 don't, I don't know why I'm gaining so much weight lately. I'm like because you're eating pounds of tortellini at 12 o'clock at night, pal. <laughs> tortellini. What the fuck you doing? Never the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Was he a fat guy? She was one of those guys where, kind of like us, to where like if you're watching what you're eating, you're in good shape. Uh, but if you go off the rails and you're not watching it, shit could fucking tack on real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? How like, long did you live with him? I lived with him for about a year. Oh, uh, and then, that's a long time. Yeah, and then I'm like, dude, you got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, why, why? Because he was completely oblivious too. Oh yeah, he got so he Isn't wasn't working. He wasn't working for a while. Finally, he gets a job at this like swanky little like breakfast spot, lunch spot. Where, where actually Larry David used to go to a lot. This place in Brentwood, I forget what it was called. He finally got a job there waiting tables, and I was pumped because like he was getting down to the point where he was gambling to pay rent, and he got lucky a couple of months. Oh man, it was poker, and he he got rent. You know what I mean? That's scary, because then it's like, then you're on the fucking hook for it. Oh, dude, so scary. Yeah. So, um, eventually, he's like, all right, I got a job at this like place. I look it up. I'm like, oh, thank God, you'll make some decent money. Within two weeks, he gets fired. I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> how, how, two weeks? What the, did you take a shit on the fucking table? Yeah. In between fucking, you know, setting the napkins down? He's like, no, I was, I was waiting on this couple, and it was this older guy, probably in his, in his 50s, and this girl in her 20s eating breakfast together and I go up to them and I take their order I say hey doing and I go so how do you guys know each other and they just like laugh and they just like kind of like brush it off and I'm like alright and I go over and then their food comes out and I go no seriously so how's the you know how do you guys know each other and they, again they just kind of like laughed and like one guy asked for more cream and stuff and I went back over and then finally I, I just had to know how these people knew each other, you oh, know? Like, were, were they dating? Because he was old and she was young and he was kind of not that good looking and she was hot. And I go back over for the drop the check. I go, I've got to know. Are you guys dating? Are you a couple? What's the relationship here? <laughs> and then just immediately they're like, manager. Yeah. You know, like we, we, gave you two, we, we gave you two strikes, pal. This is the fucking third one. You're out. Yeah. You know, and he gets fired. 
Oh my god. That's the kind of awareness this fucking guy had. What a fucking night. I wonder where he, how long ago was this? This is years ago. This is like uh my first place in uh LA. So this is like 5 years ago. Oh. Did you ever hear whatever happened to him after? No, so he moved out and he actually I wish I had this voicemail. If you're listening to this, you fucking prick, and you save the voicemail of me yelling at you, please send me that voicemail. It's so Tony Soprano-esque. I'm on the 405. I'm driving home from work. He had owed me money, and he also, when he moved out, didn't clean up after his cat or replace the hole in the wall. Oh, and God. the dude that moved into his room, I helped him clean the room. Similar to your situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. He just didn't clean. Yeah. So I clean. I helped clean the room for him, and I'm like, dude, if you want to get a cleaning lady, I'll, I'll, I'll chip in. This is not right. So I left him this like voicemail going like, listen, you fucking prick, you owe me $500. If I ever fucking see you in Malibu, you're fucking dead. And tell your mother she's a fucking cunt too because she fucking <laughs> called me backing you up. And I know that she knows you're a piece of shit. But she's... So I, I did this whole voicemail like, oh, I'm in my car. It was just so glorious. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I have no idea what ever happened to him. Okay. He like will occasionally like things on my Instagram. Oh. And I'm like, what, dude? What the fuck? Are you but I doing? wonder, like, where he ended up. Like, no, like, totally. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just a couch. Or, I'll say this for the the guy that left my place. Another talk, a year of talking, obsessively talking and never doing. And then he moved back east, and like he's been like nonstop. He, he's doing all the things now that he's fucking said he was going to do for a year and did none of. So I'm like, well, I, I don't. Maybe he needed to break the fucking change of scenery or whatever. But like, I'll give it to him now. I'm like, yeah, this guy's now he's like working his ass off and doing all this shit, but. It's like, uh, where, where was this like? I don't care if you don't. I just, I don't want to hear about it. Like, yeah. don't, don't dress, like, back me into a corner at 11 o'clock at night and unload all your fucking dreams and fantasies and shit on me. I'm just like, uh, fucking kill me. Just stand there. I just want to eat my lunch meat and go to bed. Like Tony <laughs> Count your calories. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. But I've never, and that's the worst one I had. And, like, I'll say, it, it, like, he was extremely annoying and, like, stressful, but it was never anything like that. Like, I've heard so much worse, so it, it could have been worse. At least it wasn't like a scumbag or like a crook or anything like that, but he definitely left his fucking, his place a, a mess and had all the time in the world. He had the entire month of June to clean up. No job, nothing, and just fucking did nothing left. He moved out of like, got his shit out of there like 7 o'clock at night on the 31st, and the guy Jesus. was moving in on the 1st. It's like, you had all this time. You never cleaned his bathroom one time in an entire Ugh. fucking year God. i told you i i, t- I told him uh, i was like i was like can you can you clean up like, oh yeah yeah if i got time yeah, i'll clean it up i go okay well there's 409 under the sink and i got scrubby pads and if you want them go ahead he's like what's that i was like why he's like, what what's for what's 409 he didn't know what it was <laughs> he didn't know he thought i was talking about some kind of fucking uh, uh, uh periodic fucking elements and the fucking chart i was like it's cleaning solution you fucking man child idiot Oh, you sweaty fuck, <laughs> dude! The guy, he was as he was as fucking white as that water cooler. He, he <laughs> never went outside. He was never in. He was pale. Just a fucking bar. Yeah, soap. Like, like the, the people under the stairs. I'm like, do you ever go out in the sun? Like, you moved out here, like for what? You just hide in your fucking room and like, oh my god, it was busy. It was so weird. I was like, what the fuck? And he was like recommended from friends, like f- friends that knew him. They've like vouched for him. I, those they still contend. They're like, he was not like that when we knew him. I don't know what happened. Probably their birth defect kicking in, fucking. But like it's, but now he's out of there, and he, he he's he he looks more like the guy they told me he was now that he's mm. gone. So I don't know what happened when he moved in. He just this guy completely collapsed and just nothing but like 
smoke weed and, and cook baked huge things of bacon in the kitchen and get grease. <laughs> it would stink like private pile. Bacon. I, I'm telling he had the most disgusting diet I've ever. Oh, it was her, and then he got grease all over the fucking tiles over the stove. Yeah. And the place would just, I, I could smell it before I even got in the fucking apartment. I'd be walking through the courtyard, and I could already smell the bacon wafting out of the fucking kitchen. I'm like, great, you just cooked like three pounds of fucking bacon. <laughs> and it's God. fucking stunk in there for like two days, like a fucking breakfast house. It's like, Holy you fucking shit. animal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would meal prep for the week, and it was just like garbage. I'm like, how the fuck are you alive eating this for God. Christ's sake? The guy's in Hanway Hilton fucking ain't better than this. This guy, this guy could fucking sink in the Red Sea. He fucking, it's <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking sack of shit. <laughs> Good fucking reference. Um, and then, and then, um, so finally, the leaf blower. Oh yeah. Now this 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 is something that I is this is near and dear to my heart, especially after this uh, previous episode where I mentioned the fucking chainsaw cocksuckers at fucking seven thirty in the morning with chainsaws. Oh yeah. Leaf blowers are arguably more annoying. Yeah. Than chainsaw. Oh, they're worse. Not only the the noise, but also the effect of them too. And and, and the and the commonplaceness of them. They are yeah. fucking. Everywhere. There's the solution to every cleaning fucking problem in this city. Outside, inside, a guy would come in here and belief blow your fucking living room. <laughs> they just think those things magically clean any anything they're within a five square foot fucking radius of just, just magically just bl- yeah, let's bl- just blown blow away. It. Let's just fucking blow yeah. shit. And it's blown all over your property, your car, blown into the fucking air. I mean, there's thousands of those things going off. And like they're, they're talking about the air pollution, the air quality, like... Half of it has to be from these fucking incessant yeah. leaf blowers blowing dust and garbage fucking everywhere. All I'm, over I'm walking to my car the other day, and this guy is just blowing some dude's driveway, yeah. just moving one garbage pile to another garbage pile just yeah. off the person's property. Yeah. And then I have to walk through this, and it's like, also, like, isn't that, like, really dangerous for, like, catching diseases and shit? Oh, yeah, if, of course. If, like yeah, not, things not getting to your the, eyes the and gas nose. Powered back, they're coming after gas-powered stoves and everything else. They're so worried about all these emissions in the atmosphere. And uh, gas grills are going to get done with they, No one has said a word about these godforsaken fucking leaf blowers that just spew to- like gasoline fucking fumes everywhere. There's thousands of them. They put out more, more than my fucking motorcycle does. And I got environmental shitty pipes put on my fucking bike. Well, like, you know, so for this new job, I think it like a bunch of like tests, like in vaccines and stuff. Yeah. And I had to get this like tuberculosis screening. And I'm like, I'm like nervous about it. And Zoe's like, like, why are you nervous? It's like, unless you're, unless your guilty pleasure is going to a fucking street dentist in India, you're uh, probably fine. I'm like, I know I'm probably fine, but it's like, just walk again, walking through these leaf blowers and like sometimes like things gotta get in my eyes and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Was that dirt? Was that just leaves? Did some fucking homeless guy take a piss in that fucking leaf? Yeah. And now it's in the air. And now in my eye. It's like you think about that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it dirties up every. It just. If I park my car in the fucking carport, it gets leaf blown. If I park it on the fucking street across the street, the street parking, it gets fucking leaf blown by the street. If I take it to the fucking gym in the morning, the guy goes and leaf blows the fucking... He, they leaf blow the gym parking lot and the side street in front of the gym. So even if I park it on the fucking street, it still gets hit by a leaf blow. There's, there's no fucking escape. It's just the, the big Lebowski dream that they're chasing him with the scissors. It's <laughs> yeah. just me running. There's just three Mexicans with a leaf blower behind me. Just <laughs> tra- Oh, my... And I'm wearing a white suit. Oh, it's fucking... Exhausting. Blow off your Johnson. <laughs> and also, it's like it'd be less annoying if it was just a constant. Yeah. But the fact that they try to like, dude, they're out at six in the morning, six seven o'clock in the fucking morning. In the country, you get roosters out here. You just get. Yeah. Oh, 
Which is crazy because they go home and they have roosters in their yard. Most of them. <laughs> and there you go, folks. That is the episode. Give a real big round of applause and thank you to Mr. Luke oh, Allen. Thanks. Give I love your a- show. It's a pleasure to be on here. Thanks for having me. One of my favorite podcasts. It is a pleasure to have you on there, and that's a very nice uh, compliment. Go follow him on Instagram, Twitter. Go plug it real quick. Uh, at Uncle Luke 2 on Instagram and uh, live from the 405 podcast. There you episode go. 405 just came out, and it might be the last episode from Studio A, the eponymously named car and traffic, yeah. Sadly, say a prayer for Studio A. And say a prayer for the rest of Luke's life, because hopefully July, hopefully August is better than July. It can't get any more dead. That's the next step. Yeah, you'll be dead. So that's it. So I don't, yeah. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with the regular scheduled program. And then the following week will be another special guest. And then come September, it'll be the normal uh, setup of me just yelling into a dark room into this microphone. But I uh, <laughs> just want to give you guys a little bit of content while I'm out away. I'm going on uh, my on-the-job training next week. Or, uh, yeah, so the week after this, that episode, you'll hear all about me being in Nashville, flying, going to hospitals, uh, and then I have my 101 training last week of August, which will uh, air the uh, the last uh, special guest. Anyway, I will shut busy the fuck up. Busy summer for the kid. Yeah, biz- busy, busy summer. Dude, busy fucking year. I've flown like seven times yeah. for work this year. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks again, Luke, for coming. Uh, I appreciate the listens. I appreciate all of you, and I will see you again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.